You're listening to a Malu Entertainment original podcast. On this week's episode of the AB Diverse Chronicles, I have the absolute pleasure of chatting to Oliver Morton Evans. They are ably diverse disability advocate who are very passionate about human rights and sexuality. So why not join us right now? Hey Oliver, welcome to the show. Such a pleasure to have you. I'm doing really well. Thank you, Melina. I'm I'm really happy to be on your show. You yourself are overly diverse. Could you tell me a little bit more about yourself? And is that the term that you would use? First of all, I have cerebral palsy. So I was born two months premature and I actually died twice when I was born. So um, that resulted in cerebral palsy. I get around in a wheelchair and I have quite a bit of difficulty with motor function, uh, but um, luckily that hasn't um, affected my uh, ability to pretty much do everything that um, I've wanted to do in my life. So when I was growing up, disability wasn't really something that was talked about a great deal. So for me, whether I'm called a person with a disability or um, a disabled person, uh, I don't think it really matters to me anymore. I think um, there's always been a, a, a um, top, an opinion around putting the person first um, so person with a disability, um, however, I've kind of changed my mind a little bit around that. So I, I definitely feel that um, I'm happy with both. You achieved so much in your lifetime. How was that getting to your first achievement? Did you feel like you had to kind of prove yourself? a lot more than what you thought? And by that I mean for people to be able to see you for you and beyond your disability. Growing up in the 80s and 90s, the world is largely ableist. So uh, any any, um, diagnosis or prognosis from from the medical uh, profession was largely um, doom and gloom. To be honest, very grateful for um, parents that refused to accept that and really not until I um, started um, not achieving uh, certain developmental milestones um, that you know, they could you know, understand my disability. Um, but it was really down to my parents who um, refused to accept the idea that I would be, um, would be not able to achieve um, what you know, what I've been able to achieve and, you know, obviously go to um, mainstream schooling, uh, go to, um, you know, live independently um, and, you know, and be able to, you know, have a successful career. Um, you know, it was really very um, hard for my parents because my parents really had to, uh, not take that on board when when society around them was telling 
telling them that um, I basically needed to be wrapped up in cotton wool. Just with regard to what you were saying about having to prove myself, um, I believe, yeah, unfortunately, living in a disabled body, uh, really any time, um, unfortunately, we are often required to prove ourselves and uh, it's really unfortunate that that is the way it is but I, I feel like yeah I, I feel like I've never I've never really had to stop doing that in a lot of ways um, just the way um, society is not set up for um, people with disabilities and, and you know obviously all of the, the misconceptions and judgments people have around difference and particularly, um, you know, disability difference. And, and, and also because, you know, we, we have cerebral palsy, so um, it is obviously brain, brain damage and it's easy for people to um, associate that with a loss of mental function rather than purely it purely being physical. So um yeah, I feel like I'm dispelling myths um all the time. I totally agree with you that um our parents and it sounds like the same for you, parents just had to fight for us to be in mainstream and that's really, really tough. And I take my hat off to each and every parent that's ever done that because I know a lot of parents do find that so incredibly difficult and they crumble. As you were saying with CP as well, it is it is just a world of unknown, isn't it? It's a world of not uncertainty, but this might happen, that might happen. You never really know. So you take the cards that you dealt with and you deal with them as best you can as even a parent or the person with CP um, and as you've rightly said a lot of people mistake CP for a developmental disability as well as physical so you often people have this disability etiquette thing of squatting down to your level I'm sure you've had that a lot and that's that's a crack up um, but in some some aspects it is appropriate but it's really hard to know where that line is. You mentioned you were living independently, which is awesome. Has that been a journey for you? Most definitely it's been a journey. I've lived on my own in my own apartment for about seven years now. Uh, however, I did live in like a independent setup at in my parents' home for the previous, I, I don't know, 20, 20 or so years. So I've been instilled, luckily, with a, a great sense of uh, independence and how important that is for me. So it's definitely been a journey. Um, I think the the hardest part was to actually really convince my parents that 
I was capable of living on my own and just receive the support that I needed through, you know, people coming in um, every day, um, a couple of times a day to help me. And I also feel that that was made a hundred times easier when um, when the NDIS came in and it was just by sheer luck, I guess, that that was about a year after I moved into my own apartment. So that just made things so much easier. And, you know, with regard to who I was able to employ, and you know, I'm really lucky now that I have an awesome support team that's basically come from my friendship circles. So it just makes things so much easier. I think back in the late 90s, it was always thought that I would need to go and live, you know, like in a group home or something like that. And that just filled me with dread. <laughs> Living in support of the Comlet is a dreaded option for most people who have a pure physical disability. And if, have you found that that's also impacted positively on your career because you felt better in your personal life being able to live where you want to live? Most definitely it's helped with my career, but it, it has also helped with or pretty much every aspect of my life be able to have my own space where I can, you know, be the master of my own domain, essentially, has helped me really in all aspects. Uh, be able to, you know, come and go as I please and to really have that level of independence. But I, I know that a lot of people in my situation don't, don't get to have to form the connections and relationships and friendships and everything that I've always wanted to have. So I would, um, yeah, put that down to, to be able to live independently, definitely. Um, yeah, I think it's very um, important to, to try and instill a sense of independence in and people with disabilities often they don't get that opportunity so I, I would you know, really implore that you know, and, and just really um yeah obviously not everyone can have the level of independence that i do but there are ways in which you can instill that sense in people so that they can feel a bit more, um, I don't know, I would say, you know, self-actualized. And, you know, I think we, we might end up talking a little bit about, um, you know, sexuality and relationships later, but you know, that's often really hard to do in a shared accommodation setting. So, you know, I, I think it's really important for um, people with disabilities to to really feel like they have their own space, just like you know a, any able-bodied person would.
thing I would also add there that because of the way that I was brought up, you know, in mainstream schooling and, yeah, just the way that I was um, really, really invited to socialise in my early teens, uh, I, I often felt like I didn't have a lot in common with the um, disabled community and particularly, obviously, you know, cerebral palsy, people, other people with cerebral palsy. I felt like uh, we didn't have a great deal of common ground um, often, so I would gravitate more towards uh, able-bodied friends, I think. In my in my later years, I realised that um, a lot of solidarity to be had by finding other people with disabilities to to be friends with um, that have a shared experience. It's very important to find people you know with a very shared experience because they can get quite lonely otherwise. I agree with you, having that sense of autonomy when most of your privacy is taken away is fucking crucial and it really is not for your physical health but more importantly for your mental health. It's really interesting to hear that you were gravitating towards more um, able-bodied people and people with disabilities and I was the same. When I was a kid, I didn't know anything other than able to be people. That's how I thought and that's how I still think, even though I've come to terms with my disability now. Uh, I took every avenue to avoid it when I was a kid. Yeah, it's really, um, really great to hear. Uh, we have a bit of a shared history about the not really gravitating towards other people with um, cerebral palsy due to you know, not feeling like we have a shared experience. Um, really, really, really interesting to hear that. And I mean, I, I've I've contemplated that for quite a number of years, and I believe that um, that has somehow created a little bit of like, internalized ableism in me, which, um, which for years was quite um, was quite an issue, and I really needed to work on that to be able to progress forward. Um, so I feel like I'm now coming out the other side of that, but I feel that um, that kind of internalized ableism often manifested because. Yeah, of the fact that I didn't really um, feel in, sol- in solidarity with other people with cerebral palsy. I felt the same as you, as in the sense of isolation and that I didn't really belong because even though I was a person with a disability, I didn't see myself that way, so therefore I didn't fit in the disabled category, but then I also didn't fit in the, you know, able body category. So where do you go from that? All we know is mainstream. 
you've got severe intelligence. So where do you go from that? So I think to, in order to feel more confident in the world in general, I think it's really important to have a good relationship with your sexuality. So that's where I'm coming from and I really want to yeah, help not only educate um, the masses, <laughs> but also to to lift up the, the disabled community uh, who may you know, struggle with that. Like, like, to be honest, like I did, um, and it was a journey for me. And I, I know how liberating it has been to come through that journey. So, yeah, obviously, it's really important for me to help other people um, with the same same issues to lift them up as well. I totally agree with you. The awareness of sexuality when it comes to disability is crucial, not only for the person living with the disability, but also the people supporting them, because quite often we get quite sheltered and taught that, you know, sex is a bad thing because we can't typically get ourselves out of situations or that's what we're told um and what happens if something happens then the support work has to deal with that or the family has to deal with that so there's a lot of stigma surrounding that whole that whole subject and i think in the work that you do that'll help break those barriers and i know i was visiting a supporter to come once and Two of the residents were actually dating, so one was dating the other, and they were separated because the company that were running that supported Com found upon the whole relationship. You know, no one does it, no one talks about it. So yeah, it is it is a whole stigmatic conversation that needs to be broken down. And hopefully the work that you do will help just crack the ice on that one but we we you know we need to know and as disabled human beings if you like that that conversation and those feelings are okay and they should not be found upon if you are able to visibly make those decisions then you shouldn't be i think we're often seen as our disability rather than an actual human being so why would a person, for instance, in a wheelchair, even consider a sexual relationship with somebody? Because to the naked eye, that doesn't look like it's possible. So then that stigma is created. It's just, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot. For people need to be educated more, and you know, open to more ideas, and that they can go home and get the brains fucked out by their partner and no one talks about it you know it's, it's a very interesting conversation I have and barriers need to be broken breaking the, down those conversations again creates that autonomy that is a basic human right regardless of disability or not so yeah I think it's a really crucial thing that you're wanting to do regardless of gender also um 
I, a few years ago, I, I did go and see a therapist because I, um, I was really struggling with uh, dating, and uh, you know, I'm sure you've got stories as well. But um, online dating doesn't really work very well for um, people with physical disabilities. Um, you know, very, very much about um, how you look on the outside. So um, anyway, I, I, I struggled a lot with uh, dating, so I went to see a therapist. And, you know, the, the therapist um, wanted to uh, give me a task of finding into a wood because I was essentially looking for um, someone that was probably a little bit more able than me just because um, I am a sexual person. So I did want to, um, I did want to be able to have that kind of experience without necessarily a support worker being involved. So, uh, yeah, so the therapist told me to go out and find some interabled couples on uh, on uh, social media um, to basically model from. And I was doing a lot of research back, you know, this was four or five years ago. Uh, and really, the thing that struck out to me the most was there wasn't any representation in Australia. Um, there were quite a few interabled couples I could find overseas, but really nothing in Australia. And I think even, even to a day, I can probably count on one hand the number of interabled relationships that like are potentially high profile. Um, and therefore I really think, yeah, that the attitudes in Australia are quite um, backwards or, or just they haven't caught up to um, the progressiveness of the rest of the world. And that's something else I think is really, really needing to change. I agree that the representation of intra-coupled couples aren't there. And yeah, so therefore it, find, it is difficult to know how to navigate that and how to represent yourself. That could lead us on to another episode. So I'd love to continue this conversation on another episode because I think we could go for on for hours. And the crucial, crucial thing that people need to know about and it sort of opened people's minds about what we struggle with particularly, but not only just see people, other disabilities as well that they struggle, you know, just as much as we do. So, yeah, thank you for this conversation. It's been awesome. Um, and I'd love to have you back on the show to continue it because, like I said, it is deeply, deeply crucial. So thank you for your time. I've really appreciated it. And we'll talk further about you coming back on at a later date. Well, thanks for having me, Milena. It's been an awesome conversation. I've uh, really, really enjoyed getting to know you a bit more. And, yeah, it's fantastic what you're doing what you're doing with the podcast I think with 
conversation definitely needs to be had more in Australia. And yeah, it's great that you put your hand up to do this and I would be more than happy to to come back on to talk more. I think we could probably talk for hours. No, this conversation has been wonderful and uh, yeah, like I'd love love to um, continue the conversation. I think uh, we have a lot of shared um, views and values and experiences and yeah, I'd love to love to keep the conversation going. I'll see you soon. Thanks for joining us everyone and remember to connect with us on our socials and our Patreon. We'd love to hear from you and also with your feedback and ideas. Join us next time on the Ableyi Best Chronicles. <laughs>